Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of Tesla Side Chats. It's your host, Ted, and let's dive right into it. It has been an absolutely crazy couple of weeks for the world, the world markets, for Tesla especially, and um, obviously the, the hot topic right now is the coronavirus. And um, I've repeatedly said in my past episodes, a key lever of growth is really uh, in the East, in Tesla, China, uh, especially with Gigafactory 3. And this episode, I really want to talk about uh, just my thoughts and opinions on what's going on with the company. Uh, Well, not what's going on with the company per se, but really the effect of this um, rather crazy global economic event. Uh, Not sure if people have seen the movie Contagion, uh, not doing some kind of plug for it, but I really think about that movie when I think about instances where there seems to be some kind of cataclysmic slash black swan event um, for the world. Now, coronavirus, uh, for a lot of you who don't know, it's really a a respiratory infection, uh, as far as we know, that did actually originate in China. Um, and right now the media is kind of over sensationalizing things. That's, that's my thought on it. And, um, in China for, I want to say almost two months, the government took very, very drastic steps to, uh, contain the spread of this particular virus. Um, meaning it required people to be on lockdown. They put in some curfews. Uh, stuff that we probably would never see in the United States, but the drastic times call for drastic measures, and that's exactly what China did. So the big, big thing about why markets dropped, I mean, for the most part, when China was occurring, there was a small, slight reaction, um, but then Tesla specifically dropped because they're worried about Tesla operations because if China, China citizens can't go to work, They're obviously not going to make cars. They're not going to take delivery of cars. They're not going to be doing any of that. Um, So there was a slight drop in in terms of that. Uh, Bloomberg, a lot of financial uh, reporting companies uh, kind of overblew that, in my opinion. Because first thing, it's not like once this virus is done, people are going to question their decision to buy a car. No, they still are. It's just a question of phasing. So it's not really... material in that fact it just pushes things out a little bit now we get back to uh as as the cases started to drop in china uh things upticked in the rest of the world and one of the big ones that actually hit was in italy and that's when people really really started to freak out because um it it hit the western world and now today as of today uh we're seeing it march 7th we're seeing it in, in New York, uh, where I'm based. We're seeing it in California, Seattle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the markets are just absolutely panicking because of the coronavirus. Now, um, if we look at really the mortality rate of things, I'm not a scientist, but uh, many, many medical professionals will agree and say that in terms of the overall impact influenza does actually affect more people, the mortality rate and all that kind of stuff. But the key here is... Many people have been cured of the coronavirus, and more importantly, the markets seem to just be thinking that this is just going to bring the global economy not just to a halt, 
but to a complete perpetual standstill. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Commerce is going to temporarily stop, but it's not like it's going to pick, not pick up again. If anything, it'll pick up even more because we need to play catch-up. So it's, it's very just odd to me. It's not, it's not as bad, in my opinion, in terms of economic impact as the 2008-2009 financial crisis because that, that was just really like a meltdown that, that affected people's wealth. And granted, people can argue the impact on health is going to be huge and all that kind of stuff, but it's if you look at the people that it's affecting, and, and you know, this is going to sound really terrible, uh, most of the mortalities have, uh, the fatalities have been um, those with chronic illnesses that are existing already, those that are a little bit elderly, those with less developed immune systems, or weakened immune systems for the most part. So it's not like the vast majority of the population won't recover from it. It just It's just going to suck for a large period of time. Um, and of course, because the entire market dropped, there's there's what we call a fleet uh, a fleet of safety, meaning government bonds, cash and cash equivalents. People are going to pull out. That's one layer of um, uh, why, why why prices are, are getting hammered right now. The second layer is you have the opportunists. Now here are like the swing traders where they're thinking, all right, let me lock in some profits or or want to be swing swing traders for the most part. Let me lock in some profits so I can get back in lower. And then in fact. The, you you run into this psychological uh like psychological negative feedback loop where you're like oh you know it's gonna go lower it's gonna go lower it's gonna go lower you're timing the market there and i know some of you listeners are are probably thinking no i'm not doing that i'm i just want to get tesla cheaper blah 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 like don't play yourself You're, you're you're timing the market and if you're truly an investor you know investing for the long term so personally i'm going to disclose i did buy I did buy more shares on the next dip. Um, yes, I did get caught up in that. Oh, it's going to go lower. It's going to go lower. But you have to realize Tesla did, just did a equity raise via common stock when shares were a little bit lofty um, in like the upper 700 ranges, and it was fully taken plus the green shoe option. So um, it, again, it, it's a phasing issue. People aren't going to stop buying cars now. More importantly, Model Y is coming. Like it, it's coming. Like literally. Next week, these things are going to be in people's hands. So I kind of have this this wave that's starting to build up, right? And for, for a while in the past couple of weeks when Tesla was hitting $800, $900, almost $1,000 a share, the media just kind of swung the other way. It's like, oh, yeah, we always knew about Tesla. I mean, don't get affected by this too much. The trading bots do, but everybody's going to always kind of go with the flow. Uh, but let's look at what's really going on with the company. Model Y is coming really, really soon. Uh, there are no demand issues with that car, 100%. Uh, Tesla marketing is starting to rev up via the indirect channels. When I talk about indirect channels, I talk about marketing the sense that is not traditional marketing. We're not talking about billboards, media, or anything like that. The past couple of weeks, uh, in in the, the, the realm of toys and uh, children and all that kind of stuff. The Cybertruck was generating headlines again, with with Mattel and Hot Wheels collaborating to make a smaller version of the Cybertruck. You better believe that that generated more hype. And Tesla's capitalizing on this so beautifully with the broken glass and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a stab at self humor. It's a it's it's great emotional intelligence. And 
uh, for a company, that's a wonderful thing. And some things that are overlooked, aside from the, the Model Y coming, Model 3 being uh, heralded as, as really now an electric car that can dethrone the quote-unquote fun gas cars with the latest software update uh, in the Performance Model 3's upgraded track mode, um, that, that's going on with, with making the existing fleet even better. Um, you have Tesla Solar starting to ramp up, and you have other projects within Tesla Solar that are uh, paying dividends and really making a huge impact on the world. And namely, uh, it, it's I, for, the name escapes me, but there's a startup in Africa that is working on solar power desalinization plants in really, really remote areas where Tesla solar panels, Tesla battery, um, Tesla power, power wall, power packs um, are helping to make desalinization projects super, super profitable. Uh, it's decreasing the payback periods of making these plants. It's also making it much easier, more accessible and widespread for communities in the world. Um, so not only is it doing a great thing that's a necessity, and even more of a necessity in the near future, it's profitable. Um, so you have that going on. You have the redeployment of the solar roof. Uh, if you look on Tesla's Instagram page, I was wondering what, what this big black block was, and it turns out it was like a, a aerial view of somebody's roof. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. And we're, we're moving, again, in the macroeconomic environment of shifting to renewable energy investments and and once people catch wind of this it's going to be even larger because now you you have two layers of renewable energy helping the world this desalinization plant is is the perfect example where you have the energy that is renewable moving to a more sustainable source of life-giving resource which is water quite frankly you need it so there, there's a lot going on for Tesla, and I think we need to kind of tune out the noise, tune out the media about this uh, widespread coronavirus and realize it doesn't fundamentally change much in the short term. It's a matter of timing. It's a matter of phasing. And stay prudent in your investments. I always say don't, don't try to time the market. Um and really look at what's going on with the company. For those on Reddit that are, are looking at Tesla, I think people need to realize how big some of these changes are for the car, especially with the Model 3 performance. I mean, you're just knocking knocking out like the quote-unquote haters view um, of the car, and you have many YouTubers who just kind of like fell back a little bit, but then once the performance, uh, the quote-unquote car buff, um, YouTubers came back and tried out the new track mode. They walked away impressed. Uh, one thing that really, one YouTuber that stood out was Sal Mandrin. He drove the new track mode and he said something that was really, really profound. And that was when he drove the Model 3 performance around the track, he said it felt like his 918 Spider. Now, the, the sensation of a 918 Spider, I don't know if you've ever driven it, I, I've, I've ridden in one. Uh, that's, it's incredibly special. Um, to, and plus that car is a mil plus and you can't even, you can barely get it anymore. So you're talking about a model three that basically went from oh, a normal daily drive car. Oh yeah. It's quick zero to 60. Oh, it's kind of fun on, you know, on the track and stuff 
going to 918 levels overnight with a software update. Just imagine what's coming down the pipe. So I leave you with those thoughts. Best of luck um, with the investing. Stay strong. And uh, if you have any feedback, as per usual, please let me know. Thanks, guys.